Welcome to the She Illuminates podcast, an empowerment hub for Christian women just like you who are ready to be filled by God's truth and light and illuminate their God-given influence in their homes, careers, businesses, and communities. I'm your host, Shamel Evans. I'm passionate about creating a space, connecting, and transforming the lives of women. We talk about real things, and we value transparency, honesty, and vulnerability. Be empowered to live anchored in your faith, influence your patch, and walk in your purpose. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the She Illuminates podcast. So we have been on a journey of just sharing stories from all different types of women out there in the field who are just illuminating God's truth in their everyday walk. So I have been blessed to cross paths with this young lady who is doing some amazing and some bold things in her life. And I couldn't wait to get her on the show to share her story. So the topic that we're going to be discussing today is starting over with God. And many of you may be wondering what I'm talking about, but how many times have we been so consumed and just life in general and all the different roles and responsibilities that we have? And along the way, it seems like God just kind of He's in the back front. He's in he's just kind of behind the scenes or maybe we're so busy with our schedules that we just haven't really made time for God and sometimes we beat ourselves up about it. Sometimes we just we're not really thinking about it, but we know deep down inside that we need to have God in the forefront of it all. And it can be a mixture of feelings and emotions that go along with that. And so this topic of starting over with God just really came to mind when I think about how we get it. We, we go after our purpose every day or we're in the midst of some things in life. And sometimes, you know, we feel guilty that God isn't the forefront. And so what does that look like in the midst of the chaos of life, in the midst of us pursuing our dreams and goals? What does that mean to get up every day to be refreshed in the presence of God? What does that mean to truly dive back in there? What does that look like in the everyday? Because I know some women get so down and out that, oh, I didn't make time for God. And you just keep going in life that it just kind of keeps slipping away. So I want to say today, we're going to give ourselves permission to start over with God, whether that's day by day, second by second, no matter what it is. He always says that he's right there. He'll never leave nor forsake us. So we can start over at any moment, at any time, as long as we just welcome in the presence of God, surrender whatever going on in our lives, and simply just turn it all over to him. So today, I have the pleasure of having Kaisha Hughley on the show, and I just want to jump right in. And so, Kaisha, thank you so much for joining me. And so, could you introduce yourself to our audience today? Of course, of course, and thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Kaisha S. Hughley, and I am an actress. I live in New York City, and I'm also an entrepreneur. I am the CEO of Kai Hugs and Company, LLC. And among other things, um, I'm a wife. I love my husband. We have been married for almost four years this coming January. And um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that for now. That's awesome. Well, you know, Kaisha, I think our paths crossed. Um, I started following you on Instagram. And then we also, well, actually, let's back it up. Um, I have a friend of mine that me and her connected online. Um, and me and her just started talking and, and then one day she reached out to me 
to um, purchase one of my faith field boxes to send out to a friend. And you so happened to be that friend. And from that, mm-hmm. we just reached out and you were sharing about how it just really blessed you um, and how the, the gifts just really helped you in your, your current journey of life. And then me and you connect and just started talking about, you know, where you were in your faith journey. And I was so amazed and thrilled to hear how you took a very bold step of faith that a lot of people from the outside would have been like, is she crazy? You know, like <laughs> only going to drop things, you know, to really pursue this purpose in her life. And, you know, ladies, sometimes from the outside, when God calls us to do things, other people will think you're crazy or they don't understand. But the reason why I wanted to bring Kaisha on the, the show is just to share her journey of how she is pursuing her her purpose and her calling to be an actress. And not only that, she basically left and moved to New York to pursue this while married. So her, so you and your husband have a long distance um, marriage. And you know, some people be, will be like, how does that work? So Kaisha, I just want you to just jump in there and just share how, how this journey of taking this bold step of faith how God has just showed up and asked you to do the things that you're currently doing and just give the ladies uh, a viewpoint of how you struggle along the way with starting over with God and just really looking at how you can keep him in the forefront as you walk in your purpose, growing your marriage and everything else in between. So huh, where do I start? When I turned 25, in 2015, I feel like I had a quarter-life crisis. I think a lot of people ignore that term and say, oh, that's not real, or that doesn't exist, because um, a lot of millennials will be seen as being dramatic when they say, oh, I'm having a quarter-life crisis. But I really think that that's what was happening with me, and honestly, it really started at 24, because um, my husband and I, we got married at the beginning of 2015. We were blessed to win an $80,000 wedding from this really amazing theater in D.C. And when we won that wedding and after we got married and everything, um, there was a time in our marriage where we just didn't know what to do next. We had accomplished everything on the list that we were supposed to accomplish by that time. You know, we had purchased a house. We had our cars. We had our careers. And now we were married. We weren't quite ready for kids, but we were like, wow, is, is this it? Is this is, is this what it's supposed to feel like? We're supposed to have the utmost happiness at this point in our lives. And that was the opposite of what we felt. We were very happy with one another, but we weren't happy in our careers. And the money that we were making, we were very grateful for, you know, the jobs that we had and the stability that offered us, but it just wasn't fulfilling us on the inside. And so um, we spent some time soul searching. And luckily for us, our church, Judah Temple Amy Zahn Church in Bowie, Maryland, um, that was the church that we were going to at the time. They were going through a season of consecration. And um, during that season of consecration, what they do is they will have you um, or have us as a church community basically sacrifice some things from your life. So there's no secular television or radio. There's no um, eating of meat. It's basically um, right in line with the time of Lent. Um, So it's kind of a perfect time of year to do something like this. And you remove all of these distractions from your life so that you can hear the voice of God. And so during this time, um, we both participated, and in my journey specifically, I felt like I heard God telling me that I needed to uh, consider the performing arts. 
Now, before that, I'd been in, in high school. I played trumpet, and I had had some other experience doing, like, liturgical dance and creating productions, but I never tried acting. I said, you know what? I won an $80,000 wedding from a theater. Why shouldn't I give acting a serious look? Um, I had never really been in a full-length play. I was always really good at memorizing lines, but I just never had been in a play. So I go on this audition for this community theater play, and I end up landing the lead role. That was my very first audition. I do that play, and I'm hooked. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I really, really want to keep doing this. And what was so funny about it, um, for a lot of people who know me, whenever I start to like something, I can get hooked pretty fast. And sometimes when I, because I'm that person that's all in on everything, the things I get hooked on don't always stick. But this one felt different. I was hooked in a different way. I really felt like this was going to be something that I was going to do long term. So from that point on, I started auditioning and Unfortunately, I couldn't get any jobs. So I said, you know what? I, I'm not getting any jobs right now. What I'm going to do is create my own platform. So I created a um, one-woman show called A Legacy for Our Daughters, which premiered my uh, very first short film called Regal, Not Ratchet. And so um, I went on to do that for 100 people, sold out the performance. And I said, you know what, Kaisha? People say that there's no – um, financial gain in the entertainment industry, you know, especially when you're first starting out or if you're not exceptionally good. But I'm like, I've never taken an acting class yet. I just sold out an entire one-woman show. There's potential for this. So for the next year, I continued to go on and audition. And um, in the year 2016, I was able to book very consistently over that year. I booked a range of commercials and voiceover opportunities, and I was in a number of stage plays. It was actually not a time in 2016 where I wasn't working, and majority of those jobs were paid. And it was just confirmation from God to me that, yes, you can make a living doing what you love. So um, there was a time during that year where um, I – started to watch Glee. Glee um, is one of my very favorite shows that exists on Netflix. And I started to watch this because I love musicals, but I've never been a singer. I never really um, would have advertised myself as someone who sings. So I said, you know what, let me let me just see if this school they're talking about in Glee is real. The school in Glee is called Niata. So of course, I Googled it to see if the school was real or if it was based on something else. And so a school called the American Musical and Dramatic Academy came up when I Googled Niata, and it just so happened that when I Googled them, they were having auditions that very weekend um, in Washington, D.C., where I'm from. And so I found out about this on the Thursday. The auditions were on a Sunday. So I remember seeing a Facebook status of one of my friends, and she had attended AMDA, which is the short name for the school. And I called her and I said, hey, do you think I saw this for this school? I saw that you went there. Like, what is it about? Should I go? And um, I was like, I don't feel like I'm really ready. And I basically talked myself out of going um, to the audition. And by the end of the call, Zuri was saying to me, that's my friend's name. She was saying, Kaisha, I feel like God is telling me you need to go to that audition. Like, you just need to go. You may not feel ready. You may not have everything in line how you want to have it in line, but you need to go. So I go to the audition. And the audition, from what I can see, goes well. I had no idea how to choose musical theater material. I didn't know what I was going to do in terms of a monologue. Like, I was just picking stuff that I knew. And um, a few weeks later, I get an email in my inbox saying that I had been accepted into the school and that I could start 
um, in the summer. I was planning to start in the fall. And so my husband and I, we had a conversation. We started planning, and um, everything was going really, really well. Um, he started applying for jobs immediately, and he did, you know, find a job here in the city. However, two weeks after moving here and starting here, um, the job that he was offered finally revealed what salary they were going to give him. And the salary didn't line up with what we needed to survive because as a student, I wasn't going to be working full time how I had been and my husband was going to be the sole supporter. So we knew from that particular salary offer that we wouldn't be able to survive. So my husband stayed in Maryland. And so at that point, we didn't realize how long we were going to be doing long distance marriage. We just knew it wasn't going to be, you know, within the next couple of months. Um, and so he didn't end up finding a job. Um, to this day, he still hasn't found one. Um, and it's been about a year and a half. Um, so we have been juggling those challenges of long distance marriage. And there have been times that have been really, really difficult for us. But there also have been some times that have been really, really beautiful. For example, um, this past weekend, um, I was coming home from my tech rehearsal, and he sent me a video. He was like, oh, my gosh, you made up the bed. But he's here in New York, and I didn't know he was coming. So he came and surprised me, and we had a really lovely weekend. We played Life Together, which is a game he bought me for our 10-year anniversary. We've been, we've been dating for um, 10 years. We've known each other for 10 years as of August 24, 2018. So he bought me this game. Um, the life game, because he said, you know, our paths have taken turns that we didn't know it would take, but, you know, we're still in this together. So we played life together, and we just had a great time. So um, that's kind of where things have gone, like, with my specific journey. And because things have been so insanely busy, when life gets busy, sometimes I'm not as diligent with having God in my schedule. If I'm just being honest and transparent, I have not and especially in this season of my life, I have not made the effort that I once made. It is very difficult to be a Christian in this industry sometimes because you don't always meet people that are believers. Um, this is the first academic institution that I've ever gone to that does not have, that is not a faith-based institution. Um, well, actually, let me take that back. I did when I was working on my master's, that was at George Mason University. That's not a faith-based institution, but I was at home, so I had a faith community around me. This is the first time in a very, very long time, and I would like to say in my life, that I've been separate from a faith community. And that presented a lot of different challenges for me. I'm that person that before this season of my life would be in church every Sunday. And if I wasn't in church on Sunday, I was definitely in church on Saturday doing dance ministry or working with um, the youth at my church or, you know, just volunteering for different things. And I was constantly at my church. Um, and now, you know, being so disconnected from a faith community, I feel like it is in some ways I feel disconnected from God. And so in the subject that, you know, I've been asked to talk about, you know, starting over with God, you know, I really have had to just build a completely different faith life. And at first I felt guilty about it. I was like, oh, is this how my relationship with God should look? I just feel like it's cheap. I feel like it's not valuable. Like, I feel like it's not what it was before. But what I realized is that that relationship that I had with God during that last season of my life was for that season of my life. It's not going to be the same. I'm not going to get back to where I was before because it's, I am of the belief that God is trying to grow me further. That means the relationship has to grow, for, grow further. It has to change. It has to look different. And 
I spent most of my journey trying to make it what it was before, and now I'm finally embracing that it has to be something new. That is so good. And that's a good point, Kaisha, is that, you know, seasons do change, you know, and that's one thing I had to to learn for myself, you know, as a wife and mother, you know, especially now with younger kids, you know, they're they're before kids, you know, I could really take that time to dig in the word and study and, you know, just carve out all this time. But now as the kids are younger and, you know, are needing more things, sometimes I don't get in as much time as I want. But one thing that I I want Mm -hmm. to mention is that the seasons may change, but God remains the same, you know, thing that we have to step back is ask God, what are you teaching me in this season? Show me what I need to focus on right now. Because like you said, what he's going to do and grow and stretch you in this current season could be totally different from what was in the past or what's coming down the road. But I think the main thing that you stress this here is that we have to push through the guilt. We have to push through the doubt because we have to recognize one thing is that the enemy, he would try to keep you in the same place. He would try to make you feel guilty and doubtful about, well, I've been so far behind or I'm not where I need to be with God. It, it doesn't matter. But that's the complete opposite. God has said he remains the same and he's faithful no matter where we are. All we have to do is just call on him. And so I love the fact that you're just saying, OK, you acknowledge that's the key thing is that you acknowledge that you need more of God. But you know that it may look different right now in this season. And so I commend mm-hmm. you on taking that step of just saying, OK, what does that look like? So, you know, as you have shared with us that, you know, you're balancing right now, you know, pursuing your your purpose and your calling and, you know, balancing what that looks like for your marriage. I want to ask you how what are some tips or how do you find margin and balance in the midst of, you know, just all of these things that are going on? And what does that look like for you every day? You know, as far as making that time for God. Can you share a few things on how someone who may be juggling a lot right now, how they can make that time with God, whether it's a small amount or, you know, carving out, you know, more time. But what does that look like you on a daily basis? One of the biggest things for me is making sure that I have a daily And that daily routine most times includes um, me doing certain things in the morning and certain things at night. Because I live in New York City, it's one of the busiest places that I've ever lived. And I'm a city girl. I was raised in D.C., lived in D.C. until I was 18, so I'm used to city life. But New York City life is on a whole different level. So in the morning, I do my best not to scroll social media. Like, I am really strict about this for myself because I want to just start my day in peace. And sometimes when you start on social media, you won't always see peace on your timeline. So I'll try to start my day with a devotional, something that I can do pretty pretty quickly and swiftly and um, just take that with me to get my day started. I have the Jesus Calling, like the um, app, and I also have the physical devotional, but most times I'll open up the app, I'll um, start listening, I mean, I'll start reading that, and then immediately after that, I will just turn on either a podcast or some type of YouTube video with some type of inspirational message. A lot of times I listen to the School of Greatness podcast, or I will listen to um, Sarah Jakes Roberts, um, her messages on her YouTube channel. I just want to turn something on that's going to get me motivated and ready to go into my day. Um, also, at night, I make sure that I, if I haven't done it already, that I read my verse of the day in the Bible app. And then what I started doing um, 
recently was doing the the Bible app plans that they have. And one of the ones that I found to be most transformational was this one called the Holy Hustle. I can't remember who it's by right now, but it's just such a good um, devotional because it talks about the specific season of life I'm currently in, you know, how to hustle, but how to do it in a way that also honors what God would want you to do. Because I'm definitely of the belief that I don't think God wants us running around like chickens with our head cut off and constantly tired, constantly, you know, depleted, constantly empty. You know, God doesn't want us running around like that all of the time. Yes, we have to hustle. Yes, we should work hard, but we shouldn't be, you know, killing ourselves in that process. And so this particular devotional app was just such a blessing to me because it literally um kind of just transform my perspective on my own personal hustle being in this particular environment. Another tip, um, speaking of environment, that I would say is to be aware of your environment. So, for example, with me being here in New York City, I know it's busy. The temptation to be busy is so easy because everybody's busy here. However, there are, um, what I've been doing the past, I think this, this coming Friday will be my fifth Friday doing this. Um, I've been doing what I call self-care Fridays. And because I'm a full-time student, I don't have a, a job that I have to go to during the day. I go to school at night. On Fridays, what I do until I have to go to school is all the things that recharge me as a person. I'm the kind of person, when I do self-care, I, I like to do active um, self-care. So um, my self-care looks a little bit different. It's not always just, you know, sitting around chilling. It's like getting on my feet and doing things that keep me active. So I make sure that I get in a really long workout on Fridays because I really love to work out. So I make sure that I have time to lift weights. Um, I go to this little coffee shop that I love near my apartment and I have shrimp tacos because that's my favorite meal from there. And I have a hazelnut coffee. And then after that, I'll come home and I'll watch maybe a movie or something on YouTube that I enjoy watching right now. I love Coco on Netflix, the Disney film. So I've been watching that the past few Fridays. And um, then I'll like paint my nails and I'll paint my toes and I'll just like, you know, do little things like that. That in itself has been so um, restorative for me. Just taking that time every Friday to like really check in with myself and say, hey, Kaisha, you, you have to chill. Because literally day to day, um, I'm running around most of the day all day long and it can be very exhausting. And I find that when I take that, that time for self-care, I'm more likely to spend time with God because I, I, I'm making the time. I'm making a con- conscious effort to, to focus on something other than the hustle and the grind, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. And those are definitely some great tips to share there, Um, because I think the key to, you know, a lot of us, when we think about the concept of starting over with God, for me, sometimes it's if if I'm in a season of just kind of being busy and, you know, working, I have to remind myself to be still and that rest is important. You know, just taking that, that creating that margin to not fill up my schedule, to not, you know, overwork myself. And like you, I do make time to make sure to check what place am I am mentally, spiritually, or physically, you know, taking that time for self-care, self-love, and two, just reminding myself of who I am in Christ. So a lot of times for me, starting over with God is, I like today, I had a, a very great long weekend, celebrate my sister's wedding, but it was a lot of work. And so um, yesterday I felt, you know, my spirit just being a little bit tired, but I had to get back to the basics. I had to say, okay, it's time to 
refresh, to, you know, get back in there. So I like to go to my favorite scripture, um, Matthew 6 and 33, and it says, but we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And so for me, it says, when I be about God's business, he'll be about mine. And so it just, it constantly reminds me to just take a moment to breathe, to remember that God is first, and that I need to, you know, check my spirit. If I'm feeling a little depleted or empty, I need to get in there, read the word, meditate on the word. And sometimes, lady, it doesn't mean you have to sit there and study the Bible for uh, three or four hours. It simply can mean go get your go-to scriptures. I have a printable that I have my go-to scriptures. And sometimes I just mm-hmm. take that conscious time to meditate on that word. Or I'll get my journal out and just journal some of the things that I'm grateful for. Because that is an expression of worship, just giving thanks and just, you know, honoring God in all that we do. You know, and starting over with God doesn't have to be this negative concept because that's just the enemy wants you to think that, oh, you dropped the ball and you're never going to get there. But we have to realize we are on a faith journey. We're constantly growing. We're constantly being pruned and stretched. And so God knows that we're going to go through these different seasons of life. But one thing that, again, he has to remain first. And so we just need to be intentional um, and conscious about making sure God is first and that we're taking care of ourselves, loving on ourselves, being aware of some of the things that are on our plate and just really acknowledging you know, if we need to take things off, if we need to make some shifts, but we need to take that 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 quality time to refresh, to recenter ourselves, and then you get back in it. You know, faith without work is dead. God really, he knows that we got to yeah. do the work, but we have to also acknowledge that he is our strength, that he is our source, and that he is our provider. And so, Kaisha, one of the things that I love about hearing your story and your determination to to chase after the calling that God has on your life. Because here's the great things, ladies, that Kaisha is showing us, is that she doesn't know the end result. God never shared with her that she's going to be an actress on this show or in this play. All she knows is that God called her to take that step of faith. And what you're showing, Kaisha, is that there is persistence in trusting God. There's persistence in surrendering and, you know, taking up your cross and following him. And I know many times a lot of us struggle with that, having that consistency and persistency, because it's so easy for us to give up day to day, especially when it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. And I know you shared a bit of your story, but like you said, there have been some ups and downs, some struggles, some things that you have to learn. But if you could share with the woman on the other end, one quick tip, how would you describe to her how to stay in it, how to stay focused on God, how to stay focused on what he's calling you to do, no matter what is going on around you. What is that one key to how God has helped you to stay persistent in your journey? I would say, feel the fear and do it anyway. Oh, that's so good. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes, that's actually the title of a really, really amazing book that um, I read a few years ago. And honestly, it's just so, it's such a true statement. Just feel the fear and do it anyway. I think a lot of times people become afraid and for, for a variety of reasons. And some of those reasons may be valid. Um, and luckily, what God has been, you know, taking me through with this journey, I was terrified. 
to move to New York. Had I known in advance that my husband wasn't going to be moving here with me, I probably wouldn't have done this at all. And I think God knew that. And he set it up in such a way that I thought it was going to go one way and it didn't go that way and put me in this position to really stretch me because this is not a step I would have taken on my own. Um, but I think when you are presented with fear, you kind of got to just run towards it sometimes. Sometimes you just got to do it afraid. You got to do it um, uncomfortable um, because that's where you, where I believe you really grow the most. And it's hard to do that. It's not easy. Um, but I feel like sometimes when I'm faced with running towards fear, I, I usually am able to really go down like on a deep, like down inside of me and I'm able to pull Christ and his strength out of me to say, okay, we're doing this. Like, let's go. All right. This is what you said, God. Let's, let's move towards this. Because when you think about your goals and your dreams and your aspirations and all of those things, you're never going at those alone. You're never going at those alone, and you're never going at any part of your life alone. God is always with you no matter what you're going towards. And so when I think about the different things that I want to accomplish for myself and all this kind of thing like that, I'm like, Taisha, this is not just you going towards it. You're not by yourself. Like you have the best person on your team to help you um, and to guide you into what your life's purpose is. And I just feel like it's so, it's such a beautiful thing when I think about all the different things that I've done leading me up to this point. It's like, wow, God really crafted that thing. He was really detailed. Like his attention to detail is pretty on point. Um, So yeah, that's what I would say. You know, and that is, I love how you, you know, just reiterate the point of just busting through fear because it opens up an invitation for us, for us to go on this journey with God, because here's the thing. He already knows what the end results are, you know? And like you said, if he shared with us every single detail, a lot of times we wouldn't take steps of faith. We'd be like, nope, God, that's scary. I don't know. I can't do it. But that's what faith is. It's stepping out there in the unknown when you don't see it, it doesn't under. You don't understand it. And I think a lot of time we as women sometimes hold ourselves back because of fear. You know, it's so easy. Like you said, sometimes when you get on social media, you scroll and you see other women doing these amazing things and you just assume she knows how to do all of it. But you don't know the back end of the story. She's probably faced with fear constantly. But what makes the difference is making the choice to to walk through it no matter what. To really acknowledge that, you know, in this point of your life, whatever you're dealing with, I don't understand it. It may not seem right. It may not look right. It may not even add up. It may not make sense. But if God called me to it, I'm taking that step of faith to trust God, to launch out there into into the deep, to trust God no matter what. And, you know, I for my personal journey, I always said that in those those moments when I felt the most fear. Those were the opportunities where I seen just the amazing power and strength of God because he took me through those times in my life to grow me as an individual, to use me as a vessel to do his work, to be a blessing to others, um, to also to give me just insight, to see things through his eyesight, how he 
He just takes everything and brings it full circle. And so, ladies, if we allow fear to stop us in our track, we stop ourselves from being a part of the beauty of what God is doing in our lives, the abundance and the overflow that he has, not just only in our lives, but in others. Because, Kaisha, mm -hmm. one of the things that you're doing is bringing beauty into this world. And you may think you're in New York for your, your acting and all of that. But God may be positioning you to be a blessing to someone there, to speak truth, to shine his light and his word into a life that you may have no idea about. And so right. that's what we have to ask ourselves every day that, you know, in those moments when we feel like we're just... We're, we're at the end of our ropes and we haven't given God our best. It's okay to start over, ladies. This is what we've been encouraging about, that it's okay to get up every day. And he talks about Romans 12 and 2, about just renewing of our mind. When I think about starting over with God, most of the time, for me, it's renewing my, my mind constantly, just getting refocused on God. So, Kaisha, I just want to say thank you so much for just sharing with us today. Thank you for sharing your journey and just your your transparency, because I know that it can be tough, you know, to share that um, because you are taking a, a very big, bold step. And we're definitely keeping you in prayer as God take you through this journey. So thanks again. And before we go, can you share with the ladies how they can connect with you more and follow your journey as you, you know, break those walls down and just continue to move forward in faith? Yes, absolutely. Um, the place you can find me most is on Instagram. I post to Instagram pretty regularly at Kai Hugs, and that's K-A-I Hugs. And um, also, I have a blog on um, the internet that is called www.kaihugs.com. Um, that's the URL, but the actual blog is called Breaking the Fourth Wall. And I share all about my acne journey and this whole, you know, um, you know, what this move has been like. I talk about long distance marriage and all that kind of stuff on the blog. So you can also find me there. All right. Well, thanks again. And ladies, you can always go back to my website at shamelevans.com forward slash podcast, where I'll have all the show notes and links for Kaisha's websites and all the things we talked about today. So thanks again for joining us and continue to shine God's truth and light in the everyday. Like to join me in spreading God's truth and light and learn about additional support for your faith journey? Visit my website, shamelevans.com, where you can learn more about She Illuminates resource library and intensives for self-discovery and developing sound spiritual habits to fuse your faith in the everyday. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to share with family and friends. And I love for you to subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening and I'll chat with you next time.